You're listening to Chew On That, and here's what we're chewing on today. In week three of this series, where we're trying to actually teach you about the Holy Spirit, where we're talking about the who, the what, the why, and the how. Today, I want to talk about the why in a message that we're calling the baptism. Hey, welcome to Shoe On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. You also might be tuning into a podcast where the pastors are having this running joke every single week on how they can make that intro clip shorter <laughs> and shorter. <laughs> that one clocked in at a clean 11 and a half seconds. I was going to say, I hardly noticed you played it. <laughs> this week, we're discussing week number three from the uh, from the sermon series, yeah. uh, The Holy Spirit. Yes. Again, my name is Pastor Keith. Joining me as always is I'm Pastor... Dallas. And oh, Megan. Sorry. I, I, Who's you going want, first? Yeah, I don't geez. know. He does the hand thing. I think he wants to say her names, but I just jump in. I apologize. So um, <laughs> that's that's my bad, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you. I think especially with this series, I, I bet the intros are short because it's so much content. You know, oh, for a person yeah. who did week two, totally. um, I'm like, all right, let's just get this intro out and let's just jump right in. And so I think I think that's probably why. I bet next week is going to be like eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he won't even say half the half the in week. Holy, yeah. <laughs> Let's pray. Let's yeah. pray. <laughs> that's funny. That's probably it. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's what's new. Wow. I, I was waiting for the question. Wow. I know you. You normally do. I'm sorry. I. I oh. Oh. What's new with you? So. Um, or what, what do we know? Have Have we bought anything know. cool and exciting lately? Guys? Oh man, Megan, have you bought anything <laughs> that's cool and exciting lately? Uh we've got our kid like a remote controlled car. Oh, I that's... feel like you're like asking me for something cool that I've bought oh, recently. That's really know. cool. Uh, but yeah, my husband likes it a lot more than my son likes yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like my husband's really into it. You <laughs> know, can, like it, well, like, you can drive it. So we're like, Rose is going like 10 miles an hour down the street, you know, <laughs> in that. his little car. <laughs> I, I got something equally as cool. Well, okay. maybe not equally, but mm-hmm. as cool. Um, Gogurts came out with this pack of uh, red, white, and blue. And then okay. creamsicle, they're like pops, summer popsicle series. Oh, uh, we freeze them? Uh, we didn't. Oh my gosh, we should have. Mind yeah. blown. Yeah. So I mean, that's. I would say if you ask me, that's my. Do, Jenna, do you, if you're listening, please put them in the freezer right now. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas, do you do you have anything cool that you may have purchased lately? I did just. We just purchased. Well, we're in the process of purchasing a house, so Woo-hoo. it's not a car or go gurt. <laughs> <laughs> but so. don't worry. Keep your chin up, pal. <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> yes, we're very excited. This is our first house. We've uh, we've we've you know we've been in ministry in other places, and uh, we're, we're thankful that we just love uh, Green Bay the most. <laughs> <laughs> so, so up until like a week ago, yeah, yeah. we were still on. We yeah, were, we're still on the, the training block. Uh, no. Yeah, it was on the block. We've, we've been hunting, and then yeah, things kind of went our way. I mean, it's so even cool. even as we're doing this podcast, my wife is is texting. I'm seeing the text conversation <laughs> with our realtor, so it's it's in the process right now. So it yeah, is we're happening. Did you sign some papers? We have signed some papers. Yes. Well, then there's intent there. So cool. the, yes, so yes. If you're backing out of this, you're going to court. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's so I funny. Don't know. It's it's it's, I don't know uh, it's new, I guess. No, we're we're yeah, we're in the process. We're we're finalizing. I think within a month, so we're pretty excited. It's it's it's. I think it's perfect for our family. It's perfect uh, uh, for us. It's it's just. I think it's a that's gonna awesome. be a, a great memory house. I mean, with so. how crazy the market, not just in Green Bay, but across the nation, has oh, been. Yeah. There's so many people that are going through. 
that's a big change to move is a big life change. I mean, as a kid, you remember that, right? Like, Oh yeah. yeah, I remember in that house. And then, well, I lived in this house. Do you remember the trees? That's so cool. You know what I mean? I didn't think about that. Yeah. 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 A lot of people are experiencing that right now. Wow. Wow, That's cool. cool. Anyway. That is really cool. I like that. That's really, uh, that's, that's, that's really heartfelt. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, we, we put moving up there with like, you know, having kids and getting married and and moving. Like it is a big deal. I was on the phone with my mom today and I said, nothing made me feel like a big kid than that. That yeah. agreement letter. I bet. <laughs> right. That's so cool. Oh, for sure. I'm a big boy now, mama. Yeah. <laughs> <Big boy. laughs> yeah. Wow. So there's been a lot of like a lot of turnover for a lot of people. And I think in general, that's kind of a, a season that we're in now. I was having a conversation with Pastor Becky and I said, I don't read a book if I see that it was written uh, before 2020. Like it kind of depends on the topic, but in general, like if I'm oh, looking gotcha. for uh, information yeah. or um, kind of like a not a better yourself book, but some something like that. Yeah. Like I'm looking for something that was written after 2020 because I'm like, before that, it just doesn't really apply. It doesn't wow. make as much sense anymore. Like the the world is, di- the landscape is a little bit different mm. now, right? Like yeah. we have mm. a different pair of glasses on or maybe the glasses are off, if you will, right? Gotcha. <laughs> like we're seeing things in a new way. Uh, so there's there's just a lot, a lot happening in general. I think this is a, a big season for a lot of people. Which makes me, it's interesting too, because I think we talked about this a couple of weeks going to the Holy Spirit. I mm-hmm. wonder, maybe that's why we're using choosing now to do this series is because yes. I think we need that 2020 lens or past 2020 lens of of the Holy Spirit yeah. and, and and being taught the Holy Spirit, you know? And so, yeah, I, I, I just, wow, that kind of blew my mind. Made me go, well, that's probably why this timing was right, you know, in, you know, the we started in what mid July yeah. now we're in the beginning of August. So it's, yeah. And we were feeling it in our, in our church and with yeah. our people and our staff, right? Like this, this, uh, desperate desire to lean further into the Holy spirit. Yeah. And we were like fielding questions and, uh, it was just like this moment where I think, you know, pastor knew like, this is, this is what is needed right now is to just, dive into the topic of the Holy Spirit so that we can understand it better and mm-hmm. be equipped. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Totally true. Well, okay. Let's start the show. Let's do it. <laughs> the book of Acts, uh, which incidentally was written by a guy named Luke, who kind of started out as the apostle Paul's personal physician. Paul was kind of a sick dude. And so he had this, physician named Luke who kind of started traveling with him and then throughout time Luke was trained in this apostolic sort of ministry and and that guy Luke he writes some really interesting and very revealing things about the Holy Spirit listen to this Luke says while Apollos was at Corinth that's one of the church plants it's in a city named Corinth it's it's where we get the books of first and second Corinthians while Apollos was at Corinth Paul took the road through the interior and he arrived at Ephesus. It's where we get the book of Ephesians. There there he, Paul, found some disciples, just followers of Jesus, people like you and me. And when he found those disciples, he asked them this. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed or or did you receive the Holy Spirit uh, when you became a Jesus follower? And they answered him, no. We haven't even heard there is 
Oh, Holy Spirit. That, that scripture made me think about this whole message and how I wanted to present this today. Uh, because Paul, he's asking them if they've received what we now know as the baptism in or as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But not only had they not received the baptism, they didn't even know that a Holy Spirit existed. And I think that there's a whole subset of church people who operate their lives in that fashion. They operate their lives in that way as if they didn't even know that a Holy Spirit existed. I, You know what's interesting? I love when I don't know about something that someone else does and like how excited they get. Like, um, okay, so um, I've been talking about the movie, The Princess Bride. <laughs> the last couple of days. Uh, and it's, it, I'm so, oh, Megan, I'm so glad you said that <laughs> because I've been talking to people go, I don't know what that movie is. They go, you don't know the movie? Yeah. And I'm like, you gotta. And so like, there's this excitement in it. And I'm like, you gotta see it. And I remember I'm showing them the trailer and I was like, and I'm showing them the characters and they were like, okay, yeah, this is, this is interesting. I, I like this. And so it's interesting that I love that we're doing this series because what we're doing is maybe we're opening door people going, oh, I didn't, wait, what do you mean Holy Spirit? Like, what mm. do you mean by that? And it's like, oh, well, let me explain this to you and show this to you. And, and, and I think I loved, and it one, it brought this excitement out of me. When I spoke it, you can see the excitement with pastor where we're trying to teach and train. And ex But it, I think as believers, I think it's good for us to hear because I do believe that God's gonna keep bringing people in our lives who are like, oh, I don't know about that. And then we could go, oh, wow. And I think the, what the great thing about that is, is when we experience what God is through the Holy Spirit is doing through us, like that testimony helps so much when it's telling others about it. And so I don't know. I just, I love that the scripture says like, we don't even know what you're talking about. And they're like, oh, okay. And they didn't like the Bible doesn't say that Luke is like, all right, moving on. Now, uh, let me find someone who does like yeah. he, they then go into it and talk about it. So I yeah. really, really kind of like dug that thought of that scripture. I like that thought. And uh, you know, you don't have to be embarrassed if you don't know, right? Um, you can follow Jesus without being necessarily like baptized in the Holy Spirit as we talk about later. So if you don't know some of these things and you're you're new and you're just starting off in your Jesus journey, this isn't like a, a moment of embarrassment for mm -hmm. you. This is a, a teachable moment where there's some stuff <laughs> that you get to learn and experience really. And it will become a part of your testimony. If you're humble and like you said, Pastor Dallas, you're like willing to learn like, yes. oh, okay. Oh, cool. Like, I want to know more about that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting so much out of this series and like, I've, I've been following Jesus for a while, right? Like I've been a Christian for mm -hmm. a, a long time, but there's stuff still that like, you're going to, you're going to learn your whole life. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of why we're here. We're here to be students. Oh, I love it. I love that. Uh, the the Holy Spirit. Uh, see, like as a, as a, so my, my family's from Southern California, but I grew up and was raised in Green Bay. So my, my, my mom and my dad were born in uh, Compton, Long Beach, my brother, San Diego. Mm -hmm. I've all my family's over on the West coast, but I was born in Green Bay. So I say that to say that they're, um, Green Bay is different when it comes to, well, I want to say Green Bay is different. I think the Midwest, the upper Midwest has yeah. this, has this different, uh, uh, training of their children. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up incredibly Catholic, mm. but like by saying incredibly Catholic as, and I went to Catholic church yeah. uh, almost on a weekly basis, but I, I can't say that everything stuck or that teachings were really being applied. Mm -hmm. So 
as a kid going through Catholic church, um, you hear of the Holy Spirit in the, in the Trinity and the, th- mm. and the things you do and the, and the mm-hmm. repetitious patterns that you were to do and say a, a mass. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I knew of a Holy Spirit, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. I knew, mm-hmm. I knew that yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't have given you a good formal uh, four sentence description of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Growing up. That's, and that's not the church's fault. That's not, that's just it is. That's just what it, what it was. Yeah. Right. I, I I was maybe it was on me to ask more questions as a child. Maybe it was on them to teach more in detail. And maybe I think as an adult, I say maybe maybe mm. maybe I would have enjoyed more in detail. Yeah. And this series is a more in detail uh, portion of series. As I'm 40 years old now, the thing I can tell you is this: the Holy Spirit. I the Holy Spirit here and there communicated with me as a, as a child. Mm-hmm. The further I was away from Christ, the further the Holy Spirit was away from showing himself to me. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit was always there, always looking out for me because I was an idiot in a lot of things I've done. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit was always out there Mm -hmm. uh, rescuing me, saving me, saving me for myself. Yeah. So I can tell you this, that if the Holy Spirit education is new for you, it was at some point new for the vast majority of us. I knew when that when I, when that, there's that turn in the sand, mm. that fork in the road happened. And I was a very much an adult. Mm-hmm. I was very, very much an adult. I can tell you this though, when I'm closer to Christ, the Holy Spirit is much more prominent in my life. Absolutely. I have never spoken in tongues. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. I don't, I, it, I've, I couldn't even begin to tell you how to do that. Yeah. Uh, do I think that I know less of the Holy Spirit because I don't speak in tongues? No, no. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit shows me things in prophecy and yeah. probably shows you in something. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's gifts of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I guarantee if you're listening to this, you're probably in that category of you're, you have a gift. Yeah. You just, you're just not awake for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scripture talks about there's like 22 gifts of the Spirit. If, if, I'm, if I, I may be a little off, but it's more than one. Yeah. You know, but there are some churches that it's, that's, the tongues is the one, yeah, and and uh, it's 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 one of, you know. Um, but the reason I think is because of yeah. what acts as wow. the initial. Yeah, it's right. the initial. So, yeah. I, I did not have that initial. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit has as a now as a as a man. I can, I'll say that now. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm a man. I might know a thing or two about something. Yeah. Uh, the Holy Spirit has always been there, but He made Himself more uh, obvious. Mm-hmm. Like blatantly obvious, the closer I got to word, closer I got to God, closer yeah. I got to Christ. Now he's so blatantly apparent in so many things I see. The yeah. moments that I cannot see the Holy Spirit, I do not blame the Holy Spirit. I blame it on myself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because I'm yeah. so, I'm, I'm straying away from something. Love it. When I don't prophesy. Yeah. And I do it. I do a lot, man. I do a lot. And they're not like, they're not like as weird and cool. I'm not like a, a weird fortune teller, mm-hmm. but but so there, there's glimpses of, of story that I see that I've no, I, I would say no business to see, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, I don't even want to explain because the more I explain, the more kooky it'll sound. Yeah. And I don't want to be kooky about it. Mm-hmm. But when I go through stretches of not seeing things, mm-hmm. um, I know that's not the Holy Spirit's problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the Holy Spirit's fault. It's not God's fault. Mm-hmm. It's my fault. Yeah. Yeah. So the closer I get, the more, the more. I just sit in my chair and sharpen that sword. Yeah. Just keep sharpening it, keep sharpening it, keep sharpening it. Oh yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It becomes blatantly apparent then. You bring up a good point. I mean, there's a couple different ways that we can kind of stray off the path. And uh, you know, you feel it. You start to feel like, like, where is God anyway? Like, why do I feel so alone? Like, mm-hmm. where has he been? And maybe you're even doing some of the same stuff, right? Like, I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. doing the things, I'm going to church, right? And yet you still kind of feel like isolated. I I connect with that because uh, there's been times of my life where it just feels like all of a sudden you're just, you're on an island and you don't really know why? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's never God. It's never God leaving you there or abandoning you there. It's usually something that's like going on, uh, within you. So is there sin in your life that you need to repent from? Is there bitterness? Is, is there something going on where, uh, you're, you're distracted from God and sometimes you're just not like listening. Yeah. Right? I read a, I read a quote today in a uh, book I'm reading, uh, and it says, uh, discomfort, discomfort can be the catalyst for change or the catalyst for growth yeah. actually mm-hmm. is a quote. And, and that's good too. It's yeah. interesting because yeah, there's moments where sometimes God will do stuff with us and we're like, oh, I don't know about, and you kind of feel uncomfortable. You kind of feel, but you still feel that, that push to either say or do. And the results can, of that can sometimes be like, whoa, that's a look at God moment. Yeah. And, and then sometimes in those moments you stop and go, man, I'm glad I did that. Because mm-hmm. I almost didn't do that. And I think that's what we have to remind ourselves is sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable um, to, to pursue God, especially the presence of God. Um, but change and growth can happen in those moments of discomfort. Mm, that's so good. Basically, baptism is applied in three different ways uh, biblically. In other words, God has three baptisms— or three things that we should be immersed in that are represented in the New Testament. So I wanna show you those three types of baptism in the, in the New Testament. Here's the first, is the baptism of salvation. And you hear that and you think, is that a baptism? Yeah, absolutely, because when you receive Jesus, you are baptized into the body of Christ. That when you become a Jesus person, you're baptized one of two ways. You're either either baptized into Jesus or you're baptized into his body, meaning the body of believers, a.k.a. meaning the church. So 1 Corinthians says, for we're all baptized by one spirit into one body. Galatians uses the same concept. It says, you're all sons of God through faith in Jesus. Watch this. All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves in Christ. I like that. I like that too. Clothe yourself in Christ. It's interesting that phrase to clothe yourself because there's comfort in clothing, even though it's the sign of, of sin, you know, that they clothe themselves and they, they cover themselves. But there's something about being of covering. Mm. And, and, and it's interesting too that being baptized in Jesus, it, 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 or it, that made me go, whoa, whoa, what do you mean? But, but again, what does baptism mean? It means submersion, a full, you know, to be fully covered. Mm -hmm. And so to be baptized in Jesus makes go, okay, I'm not just going to try the Jesus thing. I am submitting to the Jesus thing. Like I'm giving my life fully to Jesus, my actions, my thoughts, my words, my everything. And I'm clothing him in me so that people don't see me, they see him. And I think that's what I love about that phrase to clothe yourself is so when people see me, are they seeing Jesus? 
And I hope they are because I am choosing to clothe myself in him. And that also it takes a, a constant surrendering. Again, being teachable, being uh, willing to go, God, what do you want to do in me and through me? Because I'm clothing myself in you. Yeah, yeah the, the, I, I, if I were to, I couldn't agree more. And the last mm-hmm. thing I said, the, those, those moments where I don't see uh, prophecy, where I don't feel mm-hmm. that I'm, it, those are on me and not, uh, not on, on God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's because what you said there, when yeah. I, when I cease surrender, mm-hmm. when I feel like I've, uh, no, I got this, God. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I know. No, 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 no. Just let me, let me, I got this. Mm-hmm. When I pull that kind of act, yeah. when I start playing God in situations, that's when the Holy Spirit's like, okay, you got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll just see. I'm yeah. over here, man. Whenever you're, whenever you're done, mm-hmm. you just tap me back in. And yeah. so I go, I go a few rounds and try and try and, when I when I think I when I think I know a thing or two about something, mm-hmm. you know, when I when I start thinking that I might I might be smart about something, yeah, Holy Spirit's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go sit over here, uh, maybe get some water, hydrate a little bit. <laughs> you want you when you want me back in this fight, yeah, I'm ready, yeah, and the, it always ends with me not winning, yeah, until Ooh. I tap out. Mm. Wow, the, it is the weirdest style of fighting that. I only win the fight when I surrender. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, wow. Wow. So yeah. good. So good. Uh, we can't do it on our own strength. And that's what salvation's all about. It's just finally admitting I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, I was telling these guys before we press record, my salvation experience wasn't like maybe some of yours. Like I wasn't in church um, as an adult and made like a decision, you know, Hey, my life's a mess. I'm re- I'm following Jesus and I'm turning back. Never heard about this Jesus guy before. Like that wasn't really me. Cause I uh, see, I grew up knowing who Jesus was. And from a young age, I accepted Jesus into my life. Right. And so that was just something that as I went through my teenage years and young adult years, I had to figure out I had to figure that out. Like, Mm -hmm. what does that really mean? Uh, I know that I said I followed Jesus when I was nine. And like, that's why my mom let me get my ears pierced, you know, because it was like a commitment thing, right? Mm -hmm. So that whenever I see my uh, ears, I remember that I chose to follow Jesus. But like, but what does that mean when you're like 21 and you're like, you know, trying to live some life, right? Uh, And I had to navigate that definitely as a young adult of, do I still follow Jesus? (laughs) Am I following Jesus? Like really? Uh, And start to ask myself some of that. And so when you're saying like, you need to, you'll be clothed in Jesus, like immersed in Jesus. That to me is so beautiful because there was a point in my life where I was like, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to do that. I want to be that. I want to be fully covered and immersed in Jesus. And now I can realize and appreciate that that probably was the moment of my salvation, not when I was nine. Yeah. Uh, even though I think that that still had significance and was beautiful for me. And I, I remember that fun. Like I remember that moment. Um, and it did sustain me too, as, uh, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 year old of recalling, like I made, I, I know that I chose something back then and I wanted to pursue it. Right. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't even sure how sometimes. And it yeah. it took a little bit of of time and it took the Holy Spirit just calling me and calling me and calling me and calling me. And God, He's so good. He doesn't 
he doesn't leave you. Yeah. And I, I can definitely say that from experience. Like that's, I think the one thing that I could, I could leave the earth and say, God, God doesn't quit on you. He'll, yeah. keep, he'll keep calling you. Oh, hundred percent. And it, it's interesting. And I hope, I, I feel like I'm being uh, Keith right now, but like, if you're listening and I hope you are, I hope there's some people who are asking themselves, what, what has kept me from being clothed in Christ? Like what has kept me, you know, what is keeping, is it, do I need control? Am I holding on to past things? Am I insecure? Am I fearful? Am I, you know, especially in the Holy Spirit, I know that people are like, oh, I don't know. And it's fear will come in because of past experiences. And so what is keeping you being from being fully clothed in him? And um, because, because he wants to help you and better you. And I could tell you, and the three of us could probably all agree with this, that that surrender has been life-changing for us and life-altering for us because we we finally got to a point where it's like, it's not about me. I, it's all about you and what you do through me. And I'm, I reap the benefit of that when when it's all about you. So I, I, got, I had this overwhelming feeling to, to say this out loud. Um, if you are listening, like you, you're listening, and you hear me and Megan and Dallas talk about God, and if you're an avid listener, like you, you've listened to more than maybe one or two episodes, and if you've listened and heard us talk about our king and he hasn't performed these things for you, I want to ask you why. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why not? Yeah. I want you to ask yourself why. Why not? Because mm-hmm. the God I know, my dad... This is how my dad, my dad's always here. My dad's raising me and he raises me a little different than he's raising my, you, mm-hmm. my brother. He raises us a little bit different, but the same. But this is, this is, if, if I was a detective searching for God, this would be his MO. This would be his rap sheet. This would be the thing that I stick on the wall. He, he, this is what we talk about collectively on this show is that's his MO. Mm-hmm. We know it's God because it's, because it's this, it doesn't vary. Yeah. And if that's not, if it's not happening for you, I, I, this, I, there's not, you're not, it's not a, you're, you're doing this wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not a, we're better than you. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would ask is why? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And, okay. I, and I bet you, if you stop for just like a second and asked it honestly, I bet you, I bet you, and you want some honest answers. I bet that act of humility, God's going to start giving it. Yeah. He's going to start showing it then. But you know what? I didn't get nothing until I started I started asking qu- real questions. Yes. I didn't get nothing from the Holy Spirit. I had nothing. I found Christ in, 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 a, in a circumstance that wasn't ideal for most, but it was the way I found him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was different than Megan's. Mm-hmm. And yours is different than mine, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. unless you too were sitting at that desk. God, God, but he didn't unload all of it at once. Yeah. There were seasons where he poured so much into me. That's, yeah. And then there were seasons where it was bone dry. And then maybe I even got tempted to, uh, to stray. And the Holy Spirit sitting in that corner. Let's see what he does this round. And there, there might've been even times in, in, my, in my walk with Christ that I wasn't the best version of myself at the time. Mm-hmm. And that I would be downright ashamed of today. I would have been downright ashamed of 10 years ago. I was downright ashamed of when I walked away from the situation. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that I was bowed out. Doesn't mean I was disqualified for the next phase. 
I, I, there's nothing I can do in this world to disqualify me from God's grace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. except simply say, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. If you don't, if you don't, if you're not, if, if what we, what you hear us say is like, oh, well, it, it must be like that because they're pastors. No, that's not, that's not the prerequisite for yeah. this. Mm-hmm. That isn't it. This is, this is available to you too. And the, and, and the fact that you're, you, my friend that's listening, then I would say that. Yeah. You, my friend that's listening, aren't receiving that. Mm-hmm. That makes me sad. Yeah. And the only question I have, then I would say nothing more than, well, why not? Mm-hmm. And if you can, if you would, if you would dare let us help, I would say, I'd, I'd love that. I'd love to sit down and ask questions with you. Oh, totally. totally. I'd love to listen. Yeah. Yep. And if anything we've said in these last, we've been this three pack here for nine, eight months. Mm-hmm. If anything we've said made sense, I, I promise it's, it, 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 you're, you're eligible for it too. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing you've done that's disqualified you from it. And you know what? I, I would dare say you might even get more. Second baptism is water baptism. And this isn't with salvation. This is some people have uh, intertwined these two things, but it's a totally separate experience. And I'll tell you why. Because if you had to be baptized to be saved, that would mean that you were saved because of a work. But salvation doesn't work that way. Works cannot save you. And the Bible is super clear on that. You, you can't pray your way in after the fact. You can't light enough candles. You can't have enough cards with people's pictures on them. You, you can't make enough penance. You can't put enough pebbles on. This is how Islam believes. Islam believes that throughout your life, you have to put enough pebbles on one side of the scale as opposed to the other side of the scale. And if there is enough pebbles on the side that says you are good, then, then you get to go to paradise and you get to have that whole experience. But Jesus came along and he debunked that whole idea when he said there is no one good. You, you can't put enough pebbles on one side of the scale. That came up very quickly. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's not through works. And honestly, from uh, my, my own in my own personal opinion, I'm very thankful that it's not by works. That is something that always gives me like this, like, ah, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. That sounds really exhausting to me to have to run around, to have to put, as Pastor Sean described it, more rocks on the one side than the other side and the pebble thing. That really stresses me out because at the end of the day, I know who I am and I know that I, in my own power, I am not good. Yeah. <laughs> and I am so thankful that, that Jesus is, is good. He is so good. And it is only through my faith that I am saved, not by my works. Call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Boom. Done. Done. It's done. Uh, There's this song. It's called The Secret Place by Hillsong. And uh, there's this this verse. It says, because the secret place is secret. It's where it gets its name. It's not hiding, but it's hidden. And I love that. It's not hiding. It's not actively trying to stay away from you, but you have to go out. You have to, you have to seek it a little Mm -hmm. bit, right? You have to have some faith and understand that like this thing requires you to, to be active in it, but it does not mean that, that you have to go do A, B and C and, and all of these things in order to be saved. You just, you just need to stop and ask. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting too, because, um, I think we have to go into 
water baptism, not with look what I did, but look what God did. Because that's really what it is. When you get baptized, you're saying, I am going public with what something happened on the inside. That I died to myself and I came alive in Jesus. That I allowed myself to, to surrender to him fully. And I think... When you hear about believers who's, or, or maybe ex-believers who say, yeah, I tried that and it was too hard and so I gave up. Well, were you trying to give your life to Jesus or were you trying to do a Christian thing? Because when you do the works thing, yeah. When you said that it's so hard that I go, oh, yeah. my first instinct is, yeah, I wouldn't want to do it anymore. Right. When things get too hard, you go, I'm done. Yeah. You know, you know how many video games I've quit because I'm like, this is too hard. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. It's not even funny. I was playing, I was playing this game with my daughter. It's and 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 gamers will understand this game. And some people love it and some people don't. I love it because my daughter loves it. It's called Human Fall Flat. And it's like a puzzle game, but the characters, they just kind of flop around their arms and they're just kind of flopping, and you have to get them to go to certain places. And we're doing a level that I go, Kiddo, I can't do this anymore. She goes, what? I go, this is too hard. She goes, oh, well, let's go back to an easier level. I go, wait, wait, what? And she goes, yeah, I skipped ahead <laughs> to this hard level. And I go, no, 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 no. Yeah, we need, let's do it in order. Yeah. Let's not try to jump to the hard thing too easily. And, and that's the reality is sometimes when things are too hard, you just want to give up. Yeah. But the, but you said it, scripture says it right there. It's not, okay, I'm working, you know, I'm going to earn my salvation. I'm not going to work for my salvation. I just have to surrender my salvation. And that's, and for some of us, that's the hardest thing we have to do is going, yes. okay, I need to give up me yeah. wow. and give okay. in him. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for people because we want credit. We want accolades. We want that. Yeah. And and even mm-hmm. I've heard I've even heard quote unquote believers go, I'm tired of people saying that. Oh, it's not me, it's God. Why are you tired of that? Because you want credit? What do you want credit for? We barely could do anything. Yeah. You know, like we <laughs> yeah. are nothing without Christ. And that's why, you know, and, and that's the thing is sometimes God comes in the, the craziest moments where you're like, Man, I've tried everything. And now I surrender, you know, because it's, it's, but it doesn't have to be everyone's salvation. Some it's going, oh, you know what? Because of that person, I'm going to surrender because mm-hmm. I don't want to get to that point. I'm just going to give up, give up now and let him come in and do what he not, needs to do. So, so when you do get baptized, remember, it's not what you did. It's what he did. And, and that's what we have to remind ourselves when we, when we do that is we're going public with something he did and not us. That I wasn't going to talk about this at all. I, I didn't think I was, um, but I was baptized as a, I guess, like not as an infant. I was baptized in third grade, I think, because mm-hmm. I, I, I was a confirmed Catholic. So mm-hmm. that requires you to do things. Yep. Um, but again, it didn't make, it didn't make a lick of difference. Yeah. You know, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. once I became confirmed, I was 16 ish or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the age is. And between the ages, truthfully of 13 and 20 were, a train wreck and treacherous. So it wasn't as if doing this made me mm. like off to a better start. And nor, nor would I even say that doing this uh, was the cause of any other destruction. It just was what it was mm-hmm. right at the point in time. It was an action. It was a, it was a performance. It was something I did. Like I mowed mm-hmm. the lawn every week. Yeah, It's just something I did. And I know a lot of people that this is just something that did, mm. you know, the one, one line I love is faith of the works is dead. Yes. So faith without works. So you have to do something in order to like maintain this element of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you have to, totally. you have to do some things. Yeah. 
I, I think myself, I get confused um, and not confused because I, I know better because I, I know better, but I get confused that because I, I feel like if I continuously do an action over and over, there should be the continual reward. Mm-hmm. Like, like Pavlov's dog. Yeah. I hit this bell and I should be getting, I should be getting that, mm-hmm. that satisfaction of being fed. And the sad thing of it is, is I, I've used uh, the, a lot of my recovery, a lot of my Christ walk, just performing acts with even okay intentions, but not the right intentions. Mm. And, and I still ended up miserable. Mm. I was still depressed. I was still lonely. I was still hopeless. I, I was doing on paper everything I should have been doing. Mm -hmm. And I, nothing was changing. Mm. Nothing changed because nothing, nothing was changing because nothing changed. Mm -hmm. Um, and I suppose at that moment I could have gotten off the train. I didn't because I'm 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 because I'm bullheaded by nature. I guess I, I'm a, I'm an achiever by nature. I don't quit things easy. Uh, so I just kept at it. You know, I I was in I was in rehab, and I was I turned I turned twenty. I'm a twentieth birthday in rehab. I found Christ right right about then. Like I was nineteen, turning twenty, found Christ at a desk in a rehab. Uh. But I remember the, the 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 counselors were saying, "Yeah, you don't have it. You don't really have a chance at this." Mm. I was a nineteen-year-old punk turned twenty punk. Yeah, you know, I could see why their assessment of the situation was was as it was. But it, that was like almost like kerosene they added to the fire every mm-hmm. time they told me, "You don't have a chance at this." Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, let's see. Yeah, I, and then my faith has been that that too. I just haven't quit because. Mm-hmm. Even when the enemy gets in my ear, like, girl, you don't got a chance at this. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's a good medicine to have, but it's also a very, a, a medicine that relies on yourself way too much. Mm. And when I rely on myself, left to my own devices, I'm a liar, a cheater, and a thief mm-hmm. at best. And it, did, it didn't make, it didn't work until I gave it all up to God. Mm-hmm. And then you said, well, so you were healed then. And I, I, for a moment I was, but I, I have this thing where I kind of give, give it, give it away, take it back, give it away, take it back. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that's the meaning of life for me is because yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to pass that a hundred percent. I don't think I'm ever going to be, I've had moments where it was a hundred percent surrender. Mm-hmm. I've had moments, large moments, weeks, days, months, mm-hmm. dare I say years, but there's always an element of something I'm holding on to. Mm-hmm. And like my life is just always this teeter totter of, Getting better, relying on myself. Getting better, relying on myself. Getting better, relying on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't have it. I don't have it licked. If I if I if I did, I it, truthfully, if I did, I, I don't think I'd be here anymore. Yeah, like I think God would have called me up if it was if it was done. I'm a work in progress. Mm. I, I love the what the scripture you said in James about uh, James two. Oh. You, you guys will correct me. Uh, James two talks about faith and how, but the balance faith without works is dead. You know, show me your, your works. I'll show you your faith, you know, but balancing the two realizing, but, but the truth is our faith will produce works. Right. And so it should not be the other way around. Yeah. And it says that works will not produce faith, but faith will produce works. Mm-hmm. And so that you have to have that balance in there, yeah. you know, um, 
you know, you brought up at the beginning of the podcast about me being a homeowner, but there's works I have to do to make it official, you know? Uh, so I can say, yes, I'm a homeowner, but, but now I have to sign, things have to be signed. Money has to be given, you know, uh, my objects need to be put in it. Like there's some acts I have to do. Um, but, but I am, you know, officially now a homeowner, but I can just, but I, but if I don't do any of that stuff, like you said, that I'm going to go to be <laughs> sent to court and, yeah. and, you know, but I could go walk around and go, I'm a homeowner. And they're like, cool. Uh, did you sign papers? Nope. But I'm a homeowner. Yeah. Hey, did you make a down payment? Nope. But I'm a home. You know, I could yeah. do that, wow, but yeah. it doesn't make me a homeowner. And if we want to go full metaphor on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you're a homeowner now. Yeah. You're going to get your stuff in that house and you could be like, look at, and for, let me see if I get this metaphor right. Yeah. Homeowner's salvation in this metaphor. Well, well or, or faith. Okay. Yes. Because I could say I have faith, but if I'm not doing anything So y'all, what's going to happen the first time those, you get a cracked pipe in that house? Yeah, exactly. What's going to happen that, what's, what's going to happen the first Come week on. you got to mow that lawn? There you go. Because you've got a big lawn now. Yep. Yeah. Like a big, the first thing I said when I saw that picture was, oh my gosh, that is <laughs> a, a, yeah, big, it's a big yard. Going to need yeah. a riding lawn. I know. <laughs> and, but what, there you go. What's going to happen the day when he's got to get a riding lawn more? Exactly. Mm. What's going to, you're fine if you're fine if your salvation's your end. If that's it, boom, you're in. Yeah. But you know what? Every yeah. now and again, you're going to have to mow that lawn, bro. Yeah. Every now right. and again, those pipes are going to, bro. They're going to like break up, bro. Yeah. yeah. 100%. You know? and, that's, and that's and that's what our that's what our that's what this is. That's yes. what our, yeah. that's what our that's what our Christ walk is. Yes. It's yeah, you have a house and it's a beautiful house and it's a great neighborhood and and mm-hmm. there are yeah. there are human beings in this world that will never own a house. Yeah. And I would say sadly because yeah. I think owning property in such a beautiful city is Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's a check it's a it's one of the best check check yeah. boxes you can get. I agree. But you know what, much like salvation there are some that will never. Yes. Oh gosh, you better quit. You better, but, but better quit. But one, that, <laughs> but when you get when you when you get that when you get that nice house with that nice yeah. yard right next yep. to that baseball field and them mm-hmm. them them summer bugs you're gonna be hearing and the yep. lights are gonna be on and in the distance through the trees and you know you know some 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 young men and women are doing what they love and you sit back in that chair with your wife and you look at the yes. at the, the stars in the sky and say God how did this happen to me Yes, mm-hmm. that's not you're not done. Yep, you're not done. Next day, you're going to have to do something. You have to mow the lawn. Yeah. You have yeah. to wash those dishes. Yeah. It's, and that's what it is. It's just, it doesn't stop at title. It mm-hmm. has to go on. Yeah. It has to go beyond. Mm-hmm. So That's, that's and, good. But title motivates the going on. Right. Your faith, your salvation mm-hmm. should be go, this is why I won't quit. Yeah. yeah. Because Jesus did everything he can to make my life fulfilled. And so I'm going to keep pushing even through those Crack pipe, lawn mower moments. You don't burn down the house when the pipes get cracked. You just <laughs> fix the true. pipes. That's true. You fix the pipes, and and hopefully when they're fixed, they're better than they were to begin with. You guys are so so far gone in this metaphor. That <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie; it's kind of hard to jump in here. Yeah. Uh, and then the mailman. Comes. But you know what I will say. <laughs> you know what I will say is that uh, God desires you uh, to be whole, yes. to have a whole life, to live a life of fullness. And so there, oh, wow. there are deep riches uh, within your journey here on earth. It's yes. and it can be easy to be the like, okay, I checked the box and I did it, person. Because you know what, when you you start getting into some of this stuff, there's going to be weeds. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to go through stuff, right? Yeah. And Underneath yeah, that deck, you're going to have to pull them weeds. You're going to 
about to pull weeds. And but you know what? It's what God desires for you because ultimately it's going to push you closer to Him, and there's going to be a, a depth and a richness to your relationship with Him that would not have happened if you just coasted. And again, it's not to say that you're not saved or you didn't, you know, accept Jesus. And uh, but 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 why stop there? Why? Keep going. There's more for you. There's there's more to you. Like God wants to give you so much and uh, you just have to do the next right thing. Just yes. keep doing the whatever it is, keep doing the next right thing and yeah. keep pursuing it. So, good. so if we're saying anything about this last segment that was involving water baptismal, uh, get, get baptized. Get, get baptized. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot we were talking about that. You know, and like in my story, Water baptism for me was kind of the like, okay, I I technically did the salvation thing when I was a kid and then kind of had to come to it as an adult later on, right? And so water baptism was a great for, way for me to be like, okay, this I'm doing this, like I'm in, right? So um, if you have, I, I was like embarrassed by it. I don't know why. I was just like, this is embarrassing. I got to go climb in the tub and like pastor's going to dunk me under the water. It's weird, you I know? Fi- I filmed it. Yeah, <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> so, but but it's not, it's really not an embarrassing thing. So if there's something that's holding you back, uh, let's talk to talk to one of us about it. I can, yes. t- I can tell you this, that I, I, I came to Christ later, like the full salvation piece was, uh, uh, I, I found him in a rehab facility. I was released and then I went to, I went to a church a couple weeks, uh, for a couple weeks. And then on the second time I was at the church, something that was when I officially did the raise the hand. And I was one of those people that was brought to the altar. Yeah. Like how pastor says, I'm not going to bring you up to the altar. Yeah. And I, every time he says that, I, I, I'm like, Oh, so <laughs> I was one of those dudes. It was kind of weird, <laughs> but, uh, then, uh, so I, I found Christ the 4th of July weekend of 2002. And, and then what? 14 short years later, I got baptized. So just like scripture says, yeah, <laughs> find Christ, immediately get baptized. It was about 14 years later. So if you're one of those people that are like, well, I'm a Jesus person and you haven't done it like as an adult, um, there's, I can tell you that I took a long time to do it, Yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you the day I, the day I did uh, get baptized, um, my wife never got baptized as an adult either. Mm. I got baptized and then Jenna got baptized after, uh, and one of my best friends got baptized after that too. That's cool. Uh, and it's one of the days, it's one of the days that w- if, if I am so fortunate to be on a deathbed, uh, I will remember that one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you just, just do it. There's, if, if you, if, if you're one, again, one of those people that like the Holy spirit doesn't really communicate to me frequently, start that doing that. Like if you, if you want to take any, any tips or, or pointers or anything, what worked for me was, that was a step. That was a step in the very right direction. Yeah. So if you haven't done that yet, we're, we're, uh, it's going to happen here at Life Church. August 28th. Eighth? Okay. I was yeah. going to say six. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got to do the, right. the voiceover on that. <laughs> we run the, the same promo over and over and we yeah. just record Dallas saying the new date. And we've run this for, because the same really? pro Dallas does, did, yeah, does the, vo- the voiceover. We're, baptisms on... August 28th after both services. And then I just punched the new one in. So we got to do that probably like in a week, but I would say, do it guys. Just do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not just, I promise that that one's going to, going to, it's going to, it's going to give you something. The next right thing. You're going to get a reward for that one. You're going to feel that one. 
Yeah. And I don't think there's a human being on this uh, on this earth that I've watched get baptized that doesn't have that look of wow afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if you haven't done it as an adult, I, you got you got to do it. You got to do it. You like as your friend, you got to do it, man. You just gotta. It's it's. Oh, and if you can convince your wife or, your, or if you're listening to your husband to do it, do it together. Yeah. Like you just got to, it's yeah. such a cool, it's such a cool moment for you and God nice. that it would be, it would be, it would be, I would be sad if you didn't take that opportunity. Love it. Finally, there is a third baptism and it is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And, and this is what confuses some people because if you're a Jesus person, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. When, when you receive Jesus, you receive the gift, the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. But there is a separate baptism in or of the Holy Spirit. And the reason that people get confused is because they've been taught all kinds of things that have been based on tradition rather than on scripture. And, and that tradition has been packaged with all kinds of stuff that's crazy and weird and spooky. Uh, but this idea of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, it isn't just about speaking in tongues or about falling on the ground or, or going into some sort of a trance or handling snakes. But, but like some people have connected those things to this thing. And yes, to be clear, Speaking in tongues is part of this. It's a big part of it. In fact, the book of Acts says that it is the initial evidence. But, but when we make a part of something, the whole of something, it's just going to get off track. Uh, Pastor Dallas, you sure you don't want to go? Yeah, I mean, you're the only one that speaks tongues here. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is a hard one, right? Do you, do you speak tongues? I don't. I don't either. Right now. Yeah, well, I get, get. I mean, so something I've been praying for is I want the the full baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is a gift that I do want. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've been praying for that. And I do, I do believe that uh, I will. Mm -hmm. I just don't yeah. right now. Well, can I ask a question? Yeah. And if, if the answer is none of your business, that's fine too. <laughs> okay. Why do you, like, why do you want it? Oh, that's good. I mean, there are so many times where I'm praying and I feel like, if you know me, you you probably know, I actually, I'm not super talkative. I don't have that many words. Um, and so there's a lot of times where I'm praying, I'm just like, I don't, I don't have anything else to say. Like I said, the thing <laughs> that I want to pray about. <laughs> so the rest would just be fluff. And I'm not trying to pray fluff, but I want to pray, um, I would just like to be able to pray in tongues for, I guess, for that reason, just so that there's like this, this language and this understanding, like the, the deeper sense of my spirit that is able to mm. talk to God. Right. Mm. I, I, that's honestly, I would agree with that. I think one of the things that caused me to speak in tongues, I know pastor kind of came off like, sometimes you don't have anything to say. And that's true. Um, and you could just stop. But I think there's that desire to engage more and more in His presence, mm, yeah. and so sometimes we don't want to say just go into the and just pray in, in the in the Spirit, and, and and just allow that engagement to happen more and more and more, um, because you want to continue connecting. Um, it's interesting. I actually um, I find myself when I'm in worship, I'll speak in tongues, um, not super out loud, but just to kind of in those moments of quietness and those bridge moments and stuff. I 
I find myself being engaged in it because I want more than just uh, physically lifting my hands, but sometimes I want to go, I just want to go deeper into his presence because I find fullness and I find joy and I find hope and I find strength and mm-hmm. I find uh, clarity. And so, um, so yeah, I, I, it's interesting because like, I think I said this last week is sometimes we can, we can be cautious because of things that happen to us or happen to others and these expectations that come up. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what it is, is sometimes we just have to remove ourselves from that. And it's not just topics on the Holy spirit, it topics on God altogether. And and we can just go like, Hey, you know what? I I just need to remove that person's experience. Um, and, and, and ask myself for my own experience, my own experience with salvation and things like that. Everyone's is different. Yeah. You know, um, like I didn't, I found out, a couple of years ago that my dad got saved at a Billy Graham crusade. I was like, Whoa, that's really cool. Like, like that's really cool that you were at this crusade and like you got saved. Billy Graham, like that mm. guy is. And I just think that's really cool. And no but, idea who that guy is. Oh, he was just, just really great evangelist that, you know, many, many years he's passed away a few years ago, but went around the you know, America and, and world and just, you know, was known as just one of these kind of like one of the revivalist. first revivalists, yeah. you know, televangelists, yeah. you know. But, oh, was he on the TV? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Big, and, t- big TV guy. <laughs> yeah. Really? And, and, uh, you know, and but the, this is it. Everyone has different experiences. Correct. You've all seen different things, right? Yes. And uh, it, for me, I grew up pretty non-denominational. Um, I attended non-denominational churches, but that's not to say that there weren't some like weird experiences and things yeah. that I saw in my life where I was like, hmm, really? Yeah. That's different. Um, and so in those kind of like, I remember being like, well, that must be wrong, you know, because that doesn't really fit in with like what I've grown up around. So, Mm -hmm. or seen, you know what I mean? So like, that must be, that must be wrong. And it kind of made me like, it's like stiff arm the Holy spirit in a way. Right. Um, where I was just like, I don't, I feel like you're taking it too far, you know, like where you kind of do the eye roll and you're like, okay, I think you're taking a little too far. (laughs) Like, and for me, I think tongues, I felt that way about tongues a little bit too. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. Maybe that was just for like these guys, like right here in Acts, like it was just for them, you know? And, and part of me just wanted to like stop there and and think that because it is, there's some weird things that like you, you have to be a little bit open to, right? Let me ask you, are when it comes to installing things, especially expensive things, are you guys manual people or non-manual people? Like, would I prefer to hire somebody to do it? Or first, no, no, no. Like, 100%. like you read the manual. Oh, like you go through the uh, manual. Are um, you one of those manual people? Or are you one of those people going, "No, I'll figure it out"? Uh, oh. I, I do. Well, it depends. I guess with expensive stuff, it's manual all the way. Mm-hmm. But if it's mm-hmm. if it's something of little value. Mm-hmm. Now my wife is manual irregardless. Like if she's putting together a fourteen dollar toy for the kids, the manual's out. We are, and you're, <laughs> and I'm just like, it. you just put this battery yeah. right yeah. there. I don't need that piece of paper yeah. for this. I'm manual all the way, but I'm really manual all the way when it's more expensive and it's more important to mm. me. Then I not only am I manual, but I, I I take my time. Like there's been times where I've told Shelby like, hey. I got to take some time on this. Yeah. I, I'm not going to get this done. And don't come up <laughs> yeah. to me in 20 minutes and go, are you done yet? No, because mm. this is expensive and this is important. Mm. So I think when it comes to the power of the Holy Spirit, mm. we can, don't just try to figure it out. Yeah. Go to the manual. I'm pointing to Megan's Bible because she brought it in the podcast. Go it's to the manual. Bible. 
go and take some time with it. Mm-hmm. Ask questions because it's powerful and it's life changing. And the reason we keep bringing up the weird thing is because some of us we don't go by the manual for th- important things. Sometimes we think we've got it figured it out. Figured it out. We think we've got it figured out. We think we've oh we've oh I you know what my uncle did this once I yes. got it yeah. You, know, yeah you know no 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 we don't need to do this mm-hmm. and and then we find ourselves installing things incorrectly in our lives because we didn't go to the manual. Yeah, Pastor said it. Don't get mad at me. I'm reading scripture. I'm studying scripture. I'm breaking it down. Like I'm not going in my opinion. He didn't, he ain't doing that. He's going to the word and he's breaking it down in a way where we're like, whoa. And we could go, I don't know if I agree with that. Read it then. Study it. Yes. And if you have questions, come with questions. But like, don't try to figure it out without the manual. Yep. And And as one interprets another, I mean, yeah, any field of study. If yeah. if if there was it was if everyone learned heart surgery the same way and didn't veer off even a little bit on mm-hmm. their interpretation of it, mm-hmm. we would yeah. never have advanced anywhere. Yeah, right. you know. So yeah, yeah, if 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 you need if you gotta study the word, study the word, and you're like, well, yeah, I, I have this take on it, and I mm-hmm. think so because of this, because of you go yes. down that that rabbit hole. Yes, yeah. couldn't it possibly be? That maybe we just get a little more understanding of it then. Yeah, exactly. The, it's not a it's not a read acts, memorize it, then you'll be just like everyone else. Yes. No. Yeah. Check. Right. No. That's not how scripture is for me. That's not how it's ever been. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I Acts is one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. And I've I every time I read Acts, I get something complete. Like I want to say completely new, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I didn't know this. I knew that's gonna happen, but then all yeah. of a sudden as some I'm in a season or I've learned other things and or I, I remember another book yeah. in the yeah. Bible that, that can be cross-referenced. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that sentence actually, mm-hmm. if like, I bet you, I bet you it could have, it could have been this. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. But had I stopped that teachability portion of it, mm-hmm. I already know it, read yeah. it 10 times. Mm-hmm. And nothing you're going to tell me going to make me, going to change me. Yep. Then I would have never get these aha moments. Yeah. I think honestly, if you're going to run with what scripture says, I think it's got to go through the lens of reading, studying and discussing. Yeah. You have like, to discuss. Like you got to read it. You got to, you got to study it. And then you got to go around some other believers and discuss it. And go. if you're on the same page, then run with it. You know? So if you read, study and discuss and go, you know what? I feel good about what this scripture says then run with it and then do what we said earlier and put your faith in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. You're no good just sitting on it <laughs> and on. like saving it in your back pocket for something. And then, and then you hear something uh, you don't agree with. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, no, you're wrong. Right. Like, I, like sometimes I think that we think that's our work. <laughs> yes. That's my work of the day. Right. <laughs> I, I saw something on Facebook that was very incorrect and I commented on it and now boom, I've, I've righted all of the wrongs. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's, I don't think that's what it's talking about. No. You know, as you guys were talking, I was kind of thinking you're right. And if, uh, if you're reading the Bible a little bit two-dimensional, you may not want to dive into some of your experience because maybe mm-hmm. you're kind of like shut off from it. Yes. And that's why uh, we talk about journey to wholeness here at church because, um, you know, there's there's stuff in your journey that when you walk through it uh, and you can heal from it and you can rewire your brain, like a lot of this, it's not going to seem so t- 2D to you anymore because you'll be able to like appreciate some yes. of your experience, right? 
And um, I don't know. I just, I, I yeah, that kind of came to mind. That's true because yeah, there, you know, we have to ask ourselves, why am I being so shut off with this? Right. Why is it out of the 10 people I'm surrounded by, I'm the only one that's disagreeing with this. Mm. Am, am I, are nine people wrong or am I going, why am I, why am I saying they're wrong? And so that's exploring too. Yeah. That's asking those questions also. And then going, yeah. okay, because that's the truth. It, trauma might be in, you know, when you hear speaking, there might be people listening where yes, the Holy spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit does resolve snake handling. Like that might be a path that they went on. And so that triggers trauma mm. where they go, I don't want to, I don't want to have anything to do with this. Yeah. There may be people who, when they heard that our series is called the Holy Spirit, they checked out because they go, no. And they've not allowed themselves to, 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 to read, study, discuss. And it's like, I don't allow trauma to stop you in anything. It should, if anything, you should identify the trauma so that you can grow from it and move forward in it. Yeah. The moving forward in it is going to be the step that gets you better yes. at, at anything. Right. Uh, I, I know we started this, uh, this podcast talking about the Holy Spirit making himself present to you. Mm-hmm. And if you're a person that doesn't see the Holy Spirit as blatantly as someone next to you, uh, I, I, I'd, I'd say just go ask him. How how they how they do their things how yeah. they do it yeah you know I I'm I'm always one of those things I'm like I always say like if you want anything I have come and get it I'm just giving it away for free come on you know just just come and and in my experience the people that that have lives that I want to emulate when I go and ask them questions they are they are they're never closed no. <laughs> yeah like they're yeah. Ne- they're never like ah. Uh, I don't oh. know. I'm keeping this for myself. And they're, you know what? They're, they're the kind like of that. people you want to be around. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. So if, <laughs> like if you're asking why, it's because they're like people that you look up to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. get 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 yeah. get around people that that are that that you want to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then ask them if you can't observe it. Ask yeah. them how they did it. And I'd be shocked if if God wasn't wasn't a big part of of that attractiveness that you see. Nice. You know, it's, I, I, I can't imagine. And the Holy Spirit's just like that too. If you, if, if we're talking Holy Spirit and you're like, yeah, what? I'm, that's never happened for me. Well, just ask how, you know, have schedule a, a meeting with one of the three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's part of our job. Nice. It's one of the best parts of the job <laughs> when, when we can actually pastor. Yeah. Yes. When we're actually performing the act of, of pastoral stuff. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. uh, it's fulfilling on, yeah. on, on our end. So, uh, I, I'd like to say, you know, email us or, or call us or sure. stop on in. Or, yeah. Um, we are, we're always an open, an open vessel yeah. for, for the church and for, for, for y'all. Um, but it, you know, if you, if you don't want to talk to us, that's cool. We get mm-hmm. it. You know, just find someone yeah. that, that has a basis of, of a godlike, uh, of, of living God, godlike, you know, yeah living Jesus like find someone like that and ask them how they do it. And I mean, it's, it's, it's ingrained in our, in our principles that we have to share. We have to go and make disciples. Yes. So, Hey, that's it. Now we got one more week of the Holy spirit. Ah, I know. Well, it's only a minute 15. <laughs> I gotta be, ca- I gotta be careful when I push the, <laughs> when I push the button for the song. Uh, no, no, I just, I no joke. When you end, sometimes when you end podcast, the th- song gets in my head, and I just go. There it is. 
So Megan was probably like, why are you doing that? Because I, I just did it in my head. I knew why you were doing that, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> I was it's like, good. I'm there. Yeah. I get you. I just, it's, it's just. Uh-huh. <laughs> so thanks for joining us for this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed the episode and think someone you know may benefit from the topics we discussed, please share the link to this podcast on your social media platforms. And we'd also love it if you would rate and review the podcast so that more and more people could be exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus. My name is Pastor Keith. As always, joining me. I'm Dallas. I'm Megan. And we can't wait to talk to you next week. And why is that, Megan? <laughs> Come hungry. Because <laughs> uh, next week we're going to chew on that. Chew baby. on that. Yeah. <laughs>